0: This is the Actor's Diet Podcast, Episode 10. I am Lynn Chen, your host, and I can't believe we're already in the double digits. When I launched this podcast not too long ago, I thought it was just going to be a little hobby, and I had no idea it was going to turn into such a passion project, mostly because I couldn't believe how many people were willing to take time out of their busy schedules to talk with me. One example is Evan Kleiman, who hosts Good Food on KCRW, a show that I listen to pretty much every week. Uh, There was a time when I was just moving to Los Angeles and I was catching up on old episodes, so I was listening to it pretty much every day. But now I'm caught up and I listen to her show all the time and was so honored to attend a class that she and Sherry Yard were cooking at at the New School of Cooking in Culver City last week. And I ate this amazing duck fat Chicken pot pie, which was the best chicken pot pie I have ever eaten. I felt like I was. I felt like I was you cheating can, on. You can make it yourself. Well, I know. Well, I'm married to a vegetarian, and I felt like I was cheating on him. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but um, but yeah, let's talk. Let's talk pie because I know you have the pie contest coming up on September seventh. And people have until the first to enter, is that correct? That's right. Okay. I remember in 2009, was that your first year?
1: Yeah, 2009 Two thousand nine was the beginning of the Pie a Day craziness. That was the first year where I made this promise to myself at the beginning of the summer that I would bake a pie every day and to ensure that I actually did it, I foolishly made the promise in public on the good food blog <laughs> and 65 pies later it sort of took on this life of its own
0: my god i just remember i remember um i remember listening to you talk about that and uh, i convinced my friend mayuka to enter her pie and it placed in the top five and i thought that was just she she was so happy <laughs> to um i mean th-
1: You know, L.A. is not a little village. It's not a little town. And I think there's part of interacting as a community that some of us haven't ever experienced before. Yeah. So the fact that we decided to do this pie contest and that it's grown so much over the years has just been fascinating to watch and really wonderful to taste, I have to say.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, people who ordinarily like myself probably would have never thought of baking a pie want to rise to the challenge within a in a forum like this
1: yeah absolutely and it's sort of the friendliest way you can do it i know a lot of girlfriends got together and decided that it would be a, a team project and started you know they start testing recipes early on in the summer and then they finally decide what they're gonna enter yeah have fun <laughs> Yeah, definitely fun.
0: Now, how do you prepare your um, palate and stomach for an event like that? I mean, that is that, those are a lot of pies to judge.
1: Well, I'm really, really lucky because I sort of rise above the whole thing and act as the host. So as the host, I don't feel that it's appropriate for me to be a judge. Okay. I don't want to have to pick. But I do watch all the judges go through it. We have a lot of judges, and... Um, who are some of the best pastry chefs, bakers, in the city.
0: Yes, I noticed and my friend Hori on the list from Shortcake.
1: Yeah, we're so excited to have her. She's we so just posted one of her pies, actually, on our blog today. Um, yeah, and so what we do is we divide them up. We divide up the different categories, and we, we um, assign the judges to teams, and each team that's judging either 20 to 30 to 40 pies each, they'll come up with their top three, and then all of the judges together have to come to a consensus on every category.
0: Wow, that must be difficult to come to consensus. <laughs>
1: Actually, it's surprisingly easy, I think. Every once in a while, um, one of the judges will have, it always seems like it's some sort of, early childhood attachment to what that particular pie should taste like and they really fight for it Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes they get the other judges on their side and sometimes not and then of course Jonathan Gold comes in towards the end and he becomes sort of the final arbiter of picking the overall winner of the contest from all the different categories. Got it, got it
0: so it is a very it's a big team effort
1: it's a big team effort, but when you first walk into the loading dock where we keep all of the, the pies and you look at those long tables just stretching out seemingly into infinity covered with all these pies, it's um, it's very daunting. Do you
0: have any uh, recommendations as to how to... Like, like you know, it one of the things that was so wonderful when I was eating the pies the other night uh, at the New School of Cooking were where I experienced your duck fat chicken pot pie, was that they were served warm. And so obviously that's not something you can do. That's not an advantage you can have. Do you have any advice about um, keeping your pie tasty at, at, in those weather conditions?
1: Well, first of all, I think that most most bakers and pastry chefs will tell you that they don't necessarily like a warm pie. Um, okay. The flakiness of the crust really shows off better once the pie has completely cooled. And and also the filling will have a tendency to set up a lot better if the pie has sat there for a few hours. Um, you know, one of the things that you don't want to show a judge is a runny pie because any juice that doesn't arrive into your mouth with a fork is a lost opportunity. So that's what the thickener's for. It's sort of to gather up all those juices and let you carry them into your mouth without it being a soupy mess. Um, I just think people should do their best and not get crazy about it. They should have made the pie enough times that they feel really comfortable and they feel strongly about their own personal taste and putting that forward. Having said that, I will say that the judges probably... Prefer a less super sweet pie, unless mm-hmm. it's meant to be a confection. Got it. Um, and uh, and often I think home bakers tend to make things a little too sweet.
0: Okay. Do you have you ever heard of somebody with incredibly natural talent who just made a pie for the first time, submitted it, <laughs> and uh, and placed? Or is no. that just no? Yeah, that's not going to happen.
1: <laughs> no, because pie. <laughs> The thing about pie that I find so fascinating is I really feel like it's the gateway to food craft in a way because it's the perfect example of how repetition will lead you to mastery or at least to a better place down the road um, in your own sort of pie voyage. It, it's, I think it's so much to expect yourself to make a pie once and have it be great I mean that's why I did that pie a day challenge for myself I wanted to up my pie game and I knew that the only way I would really do it was if I was doing it every single day for a while
0: yeah who did you find to um to help you eat those pies
1: (laughs) well I'm very lucky because here at KCRW there is no lack of willing (laughs) mouths Are you? I think most offices are very, very happy to not only sort of embrace any effort that you make. I, I don't think there's any pie, no matter how bad, that doesn't have an audience. But also give you their little critical um, slant on what you made.
0: Are you at the point now where you've eaten so many pies, you don't waste your time with a bad, a bad
1: one? It depends on the situation, yeah. in which I find myself. But yeah, I, you know, I, it's it's um. But I'm On uh, the flip side of that is, I often find myself in a situation where I feel like I must eat that pie, where I want to eat that pie. It's a
0: it's a challenge you're willing to rise to. Absolutely. <laughs> you mentioned um, eating breakfast pie, and I'm wondering what breakfast pie looks like.
1: Well, to me, I, I really love pie, but I'm not a big dessert eater in the sense of I didn't grow up eating dinner and then, having de- and then having dessert at the table. Dessert was something that we ate like as an afternoon snack, or maybe later in the evening after dinner, mm-hmm. and I love pie so much that I just feel like, why should it compete? with the additional calories of dinner. So either if I've made a beautiful pie and I know I want a nice healthy slice, I'll have a very light salad for dinner and then I'll eat the pie. Yes. Or. And this happens much more often, especially with fruit pies, I will make the pie in the evening and then in the morning I'll have a pie with coffee because who doesn't love pie and coffee?
0: Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> so it, it's, it's more along the lines of a sweet pie that you prefer for breakfast um, as opposed to a savory one?
1: Yeah, because I mean, after all, think of what breakfast is. It's, you know, a little bit of carbohydrate, sometimes some fruit. It's sort of like a smoothie in a different form. Think of it that way that you've added a little wheat, <laughs> yes. butter too.
0: Speaking of which, have you ever tried a gluten-free pie that you were happy with?
1: Yeah, actually I have. You know, gluten-free pies are really, um, I think, have come a long way because the different mixes of gluten-free flours have come a long way. And uh, as long as you don't expect it to be exactly the same, it can still be really good. And I actually think gluten-free pies, the texture that the pastry has, is really perfect for that breakfast-eating pie. Mm. They're they're quite
0: good. I know you have a vegan section this year in the pie contest. Is there a gluten-free one as well?
1: Um, There's not a gluten-free category, but I will wager but some of those vegan entries might also be gluten-free. I'm very curious to see what they're like.
0: Yeah, and, and raw pies as well, I would imagine. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> raw pie crust. I'm, um, you know, I'm wondering, for my own curiosity, if anyone's ever called you Evan Pieman, because one of my favorite characters growing up was the Purple pie Man of Porcupine Peak from Strawberry Shortcake.
1: No oh, nobody has but I'm sure now they will.
0: <laughs> Evan Pieman. Um, that that brought me to thinking about purple pies and what purple pies would look like, um, either a grape pie or or maybe even a fig pie and I realized I've never heard of these kinds of pies. Have you?
1: Oh yes. There's a grape pies are actually one of the types of pie that has deep roots in America. And um, there are a lot of people make Concord grape pies, mm. which is sort of an effort because you have to slip the skins off and then boil the skins with the insides and then strain the whole thing. But now in LA at the farmer's markets, we're seeing this new variety of grape called the Tomcord.
0: Oh, I had some and- of that the other day in a sorbet. It was delicious.
1: Yeah, really delicious. So actually, the other day, I made a, um, a grapple pie inspired by one of our local pastry chefs, Roxana Julepot, from Cooks County, and it was an apple tomcord grape pie. But also, I think the tomcords would be a beautiful pie all on their own.
0: Hmm. And, and fig pies? Have you ever had one of those?
1: Figs? Yeah, I have. Um, figs are so interesting, and it's interesting to me how people use them, often they're combined with other fruit, or they're presented in more of a tart form. The way I did it, um, I think back in 2009, is I took the skins off, and then I just smushed them down with the tines of a fork and added confectioner sugar, which has a little bit of cornstarch in it. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to cook the figs, and the sugar and the cornstarch in the confectioner's sugar just kind of held it together. And I made a puff paste bottom, and then just and baked it off separately, and then just slathered the um, the fig puree on top. It's really pretty.
0: That sounds absolutely delicious. And oh man, my um, I just ate breakfast, and I'm really hungry again. Um, I was wondering if there were places, because I know that you know, when you when you don't have time to make a crust, which I feel like may never happen for me, I'm, it's sad to say but one day, who knows, who knows, one day um, I know that there's many places where you can buy pre-made pizza dough, I'm wondering if bakeries would let you come in and say could I get some of your pie dough? Does that exist?
1: I don't know, really good question but I will say that I I think one of the pre-prepared pie doughs that I I like and doesn't have a lot of really weird ingredients is the one that you find at Trader Joe's. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really quite good. Um, Also, if you um, would like to take a stab at learning how to master the pie crust, I I just launched um, a class on Craftsy.com. Two-hour long-form video to teach you how to master the pie crust.
0: That's amazing. Wait, so you're gonna, ha- so you can watch you and bake a pie simultaneously.
1: Right. You have total control over the class. You can stop it and start it. It's yours forever, and you get to interact with me. There's this whole homeroom situation that allows you to um, interact with me and other students, and then also post your efforts so that um, we can discuss them.
0: That sounds amazing. Uh, Although, although I'll have to, um, you know, keep my hands. I'll have to have a a rag handy so that I can, you know, press pause a lot (laughs) while I'm while I'm. Are we all doing that
1: these days? Yes, (laughs) laptop.
0: Uh, One last question. Um, I one of the one of the last meals at uh, Angelay Cafe um, that I had was your double pizza pie.
1: Oh yes, the Maradona.
0: Yeah, that was, that was incredible. And I'm wondering if you consider pizza part of the pie? Is that part of the pie contest?
1: Um, you know, I find it really interesting that nobody's entered a pizza-like thing in the savory category.
0: That is interesting. Ever in the five years? In the four years, at least? No, never. Hmm. September first. Oh,
1: salute to pizza flavors. <laughs>
0: Have the savory ones been more uh, quiche-like, or...?
1: No, I think they've been more... Well, yeah, definitely we've had quiche-like ones, and we've also had a few English-style meat pies, Mm -hmm. and and some galettes with a lot of beautiful roasted vegetables inside. We're always incredibly curious to see what the savory category will bring.
0: Yeah, is it a popular one, or...?
1: It's getting more popular every year.
0: Have you had a savory nut pie?
1: Oh, that's an incredible idea. I never have. I'm going to figure out how to make one now. Oh, I can't wait. You can call it the purple pie, Klyman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out a way that you can be called Evan Kleiman. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Evan Pieman. Oh, Evan Pieman, sorry. Yes, Evan Pieman. <laughs> With the with your nut with your savory nut pies, um, Evan, this has been such a joy. Thank you so much for taking the time, and I can't wait to uh, to participate in the in the contest not not by um, not by entering a pie, but by just going and watching. Um, do people who get to go do they get to eat
1: the pies? Yes, yes, because um, each baker who enters is asked. To make two pies one goes to the judges and one goes to our sort of celebration area uh-huh. and they serve the pies so people who come it's just incredibly fun southern california day some people bring blankets we're in this really nice lawn area at lacma mm-hmm. and and people just go round and round the tables and eat as much pie as they can.
0: Wow. So the, and I would assume that the really popular pies go fast, so maybe you want to come early or?
1: <laughs> well, it's just really nice to hang out and just make a day of it, go to the museum and uh, check out the big rock and, um, and then come over to our side where we are on the lawn and maybe have a little picnic that you've brought and then have some pie.
0: Do you, I know you like coffee with your pie, but are there any other beverages you like uh, pairing with your pie?
1: Well, you know, I recently did a collaboration with um, a local brewery from in Orange County called The Brewery. Uh-huh. And we came up with a pie beer called Windowsill that is going to be released soon.
0: Wow, where can we get it?
1: Um, you can go to The Brewery BR... E-U B-R-U-E-R-Y dot com and see where they're going to be having it. It's a very limited run and uh, it's rhubarb raspberry wheat.
0: That sounds delicious. I don't even drink I don't even drink beer, but I might for this. Good, that's what it's for.
1: <laughs> I was next to late in line. To be your silly I took a number started with nine and ended in letters
0: I Thank you, Evan, for that interview. And also thank you to Go Nakamura, who's providing the music for this podcast episode. The song is Surrogate Valentine, the title track from the movie that he and I did together called Surrogate Valentine. Um, you can I think you can watch it on Amazon now. That's where it's available. Uh, the No, actually, you can watch it on Netflix, and the sequel to A Daylight Savings is available on Amazon. That is the situation with that. And um, I'm just going to close this podcast episode with a reader question. It comes from Lindsay, and this is what she asks. Hi, Lynn. I am, if you'll let me, going to please ask to pick your brain on the subject of blogging. I've been an avid fan of yours for years now, and I am steps away from ordering the Blogger to WordPress plus purchase of domain and setup from Blogalina. However, then, my husband brought up last night the following questions. How many people do you have currently visiting your blog, and how will we make back the money on paying for the domain each year? I only have about a 100 visitors a day. Now, I believe a lot of that is because I've made a few early blogging mistakes and need to work to edit my content and look. However, I'm not really selling anything either. I don't want to make a bunch of bucks by opening my own site. I never started because I wanted to make money. I started because it was a fun way to share our adventures. But can you make the money back? At least 80 a year or so, I don't At least 80 a year so I don't pay out of my pocket for running a blog that used to be a free endeavor. I would sincerely appreciate your honest advice. This is going to be a big change for me, but I don't want to put my family in the hole because of it. I hope I'm not bothering you with this question. I simply felt if I asked and you had time, you would answer honestly. I would sincerely appreciate any thoughts you have on the matter. Okay, Lindsay, thank you for writing and for reading. And I'm I'm always really happy to get letters from from readers and I apologize that I can't respond to them all so I like that I have the podcast now to be able to answer them because sometimes um answering a question like this requires a little bit more than just sitting down and writing out a one word yes or no answer it is not uh blogging much like acting much like most of the things I choose to do um much like most things that people do for fun um is not a money making venture. And I think Lindsay knows that. And I think, um, most people do know that. And so I'm glad that she isn't going into it, uh, thinking that she's going to be making lots of money because I don't really know anyone, even the quote unquote successful bloggers who really make their living off of it solely. That said, I, I don't, know if this is the greatest advice. I mean, certainly Susie Orman would probably be hitting me over the head on Oprah uh, publicly for saying this, but I really don't think about money when it comes into deciding whether or not to go for something. Um, That is not part of my calculation, And that's hard for me to say, because I was not raised to think that way. I was definitely taught to be very practical, very realistic, and to constantly be reminded to be thinking, you know, how much is this going to cost? Are we going to make up for it later on? You know, what's the bottom line? Um, I had to make a conscious effort to stop doing that when it came to my passion projects. Like, for example, this... This podcast is, you know, costing me money, but I can't really think about putting a price on something like talking to Evan Kleiman. That is something to me that um, is an experience I would gladly pay for, and I find that I try not to. I just try not to think of that sort of thing when I'm when I'm doing anything creative and uh, hope that it comes back to me and, and I'm happy to say that with blogging for me personally it really has paid off in a lot of ways not only because of the community that has opened up to me but you know I guess if you look at it in a certain way I do make money in that I don't have to pay for a lot of food and restaurants ask for me to come and blog about their dishes and so you know I don't have to spend that kind of money going out uh, for, for entertaining myself So it all sort of pans out, but honestly, I don't really know how to go into it, uh, thinking about, you know, how to level out. I certainly don't want your uh family to quote unquote go in the hole because of it. (laughs) But um I don't think eighty dollars a year is going to do that. Um I think that your family would probably want you to be happy doing what you love. And if, if if setting up a blog in a way that makes you feel like it's really expressing who you are creatively. I say, go for it. You know, I made that decision a few years ago where I was for a while, just, you know, blogging on a free platform. And then one day I decided to pay my blog guru Zesty to do it all for me. Um, and so I gave him a big chunk of change and he, and he, he did it for me. And I haven't really thought about whether or not I've made back that money since, but I'm happy with the results. So basically my answer is, Go for it, and um, and I hope it pays off. Let us know what your site is when you launch it, and so we can all visit it, Lindsay. If you have a question, feel free to email it to me at actorsdiet@gmail.com, at and I'll try my best to answer it. In the meantime, you will want to hit that subscribe button on iTunes or Stitcher, or however you're listening to this, because my next few guests are just as exciting as Evan. <laughs> Have a great week, guys. I'll talk to you later.